Keys to the City podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, and the host of the Rich Sports Talk podcast on YouTube, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Nolan Rich joining us, talking about... Oh, what are we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're talking about the New York Jets. I'm kidding. It was a joke, Ted. Don't take it all serious, Ted. We can have a little We can have a little sense of humor over here. I know Ted likes to be all serious it. over there. Sometimes I, I wonder. I wanted to see. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I wonder, but I wanted to see your face and reaction because I know that Ted was going to give me the look. Well, I was like, did I- this guy really just like have a brain freeze? <laughs> like, we just talked for 20 minutes about the Jets and Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I'm screwing around. It's okay the, to be screwing around. And, and the Cleveland Browns and can Deshaun Watson, you know, carry them to the prop. Yeah, no, sadly, Deshaun Watson. Imagine that. Deshaun Watson, what he He's going to massage get- his way into the playoffs. Wow, Ted. Wow. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a happy ending for the Browns this year. <laughs> too soon, too soon, too soon. But Ted- never too soon. There is nothing off limits on this damn show. There should not be. There should be okay. no rules. There should be a deep Well, you know, we are we are on Facebook too. Facebook might take us off because if we do go rated R, it could be bad. It could be bad. But yes, we are keys that I like the massage. And those are very nice stockings. Ted, I guess we can officially say, because a week ago I broke his stones, I guess we can officially say it is now Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen. We are only a few days away from December and only a month away from 2023. Hey, this is where we find the real thing. Where the hell has this year gone? This, this is incredible. I mean, this is a fascinating, fascinating year. First, before well, I was saying fascinating year, you can check out Keys of the City as well. On all social media platforms. If you don't get to check out the live show, you can check us out at the streaming on Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Google. So check us out on Keys to the City. And like I said, Rich Sports Talk. But I was just saying, the end of the year is literally upon us. One year or one month away from 2023. It's been a fascinating football season. It's been a shocking season. The New York Jets and the New York Giants are in playoff contention right now. What is going on in New York? What is going on in New York right now? The Jets are slated at number seven, the seventh seed in the AFC, and the New York Giants, alongside the all-NFC East division, is in the playoffs right now. So a fascinating season, and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady has father time caught up to them. Which struggles, which quarterback, the legendary quarterbacks, struggling performances this year have been more surprising? We'll talk about that, but you know why we got Nolan Rich on? The avid New York Jet guy. And boy, oh boy, the New York... Trev sounds like Brian. Is that a... I, I don't know if that's a compliment or if that is like a knock because Windhorse is pretty good. I mean, you what don't sound like Joe Buck, it? at least. So at least that's a good start. I'm not going to lie. I do kind of miss Joe Buck sometimes with uh, Fox games. Only when, only when he's not doing the Dallas games, though. But we're not here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We're not here even to talk about the New York Giants today. We'll Thank be talking God. about later on in the week about that. You don't want to talk about the New York Giants, Ted. Damn. We have the New York Nolan Rich because the New York Jets are 7-4 and four coming off a very impressive win. I know it was against the our Chicago Bears, an injury-prone Chicago Bears team. But are the New York Jets taking flight 
with the Mike White, Nolan. I'm going to start with you because you are the Jet guy. <laughs> are they taking flight with him? And Mike I know you asked. And you asked Mike F and White, baby. Mike, Mike F and White. But you did uh, say you could go in many directions with this. So I'm giving the floor to you. What you think the New York Jets should do week by week, rest of the season, or hell, maybe even long term. Well, let's look at the short term. I think this is Mike jo- Mike White's job basically for the rest of the season, barring injury or him really fall off a cliff. But unfortunately, I don't really see that happening. I mean, the Jets, this is what they want in this offense, is a quarterback that can go through progressions, go through reads, and basically you were seeing it. He had 10 different receivers catch a ball this game. They were spraying the ball around. They were going through progressions. If the first option wasn't there, second option, then check down. So Mike White is methodical, at least in the approach. He's at least going through all the progressions. And he seems to understand this offense and play within the confines of this offense. And really, with this great defense that the Jets have, with a running game where you saw with Bam Knight this last week, that they have some juice in the running game. I mean, this is a team that can get to the postseason. And while I think it's going to be very difficult for this team to really realistically compete for a Super Bowl, can I see them making a postseason run with a running game and a defense that travels? Absolutely. So... The biggest thing I'm really curious to see is just how this whole thing ends up with Mike White. But I do feel like for many Jet fans and people that watch this team, it's clear the offense functions differently when Zach Wilson's under center. I mean, let's be brutally honest. When we were going through the first three weeks of this season, before Brees Hall really took off or was starting to take off, Garrett Wilson looked by far and away as the best receiver in this draft. Two touchdown catches, the rookie of the week, week yeah. two. And then all of a sudden, he kind of disappears when Zach Wilson comes back. The first game, you have Mike White in there. Garrett Wilson has five catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. And probably he's going to be the rookie of the week this week and looks like the class receiver. The other thing, too, is uh, you look at Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore has been – it's funny because of what's happening. He's such a talented receiver. That's the thing. Like but these guys, it, it is amazing how it is kind of doing a 180 where a lot of Jet fans, and I talked them down a lot of them on my channel, which were, we have to trade him immediately, get him out immediately. I'm like, let's keep him. Cooler heads prevail. Let's see what happens. And look, is it a coincidence that the first game, Mike White's out there, Elijah Moore gets to the end of the first time the season, has two huge plays in the game. It's, and no, it's a bit, there's a word that you said that I wanted to – I'm sorry to cut you up. There was a word yeah. that you said. You said functioning. And, Ted, we were talking about it a little while ago about this offense. And you said a comment. Do you think that the Jets coaching staff – I want to ask both of y'all, Ted, I'll get to you on this one. You said, do you feel like the Jets – You I don't know if you're – I don't, I I don't know how I feel. But you, you said that. I don't know how I felt about it because – I didn't see it. I don't agree with you on it. And I don't, I think Nolan will agree with me as well, too. But you said, Ted, that this offense was kind of holding Zach back. Why did you say that? Well, no, I didn't say the offense was holding back. I said, no, I mean, the, like the coaching was, staff was holding because here, back. Here, here's, here's what I'll say is this you can take it from two different perspectives, okay? I don't watch the Jets as much as I do the Giants. But what I did see is when you watch the game Sunday, now maybe it was because it was the beers, but maybe it shouldn't be because it was like no one started to kind of – it was rainy, it was cold, the weather was really bad. Maybe you're playing more conservative offense, run the ball, and win with your defense. But if you watch that game, they opened up the offense. Mm-hmm. That was much more of an open offense, a much more advanced. It was like in high school, you know, you have your regular and then you have advanced. That was much more of an advanced opened offense with Mike White mm-hmm. than it was with Zach Wilson. Now, I, now here's the thing. We're standing here. We don't know 
is it Zach Wilson's fault that he's not be he's not smart enough or intellectually enough or good enough to pick up what they are given? You give an information, mm-hmm. are you able to process that information and then execute it on the field? Mike White in that offense looked like the offense that you would want in an NFL offense. When you watch Zach Wilson, that offense looks reserved, almost like a pure rookie who's not ready to take that next step in an advanced offense. Now, right. And and you bring up a great point because I had a lot of people on my channel after the Jets game, after that debacle in New England, were saying, we need to fire LaFleur, get rid of LaFleur. And I kept saying, guys, it's not LaFleur's fault. How is he supposed to call a game plan when – his quarterback can't hit the simple five-yard slants, That's hit the checkdowns out of the backfield. Like You're asking the offensive coordinator to call a game plan, but if his quarterback cannot do the basic functions of a quarterback, what in God's name is he supposed to do? And it's curious because Zach Wilson is shoulder is head and shoulders more talented than Mike Lake. Let, let, let's Absolutely. call it what it That's is. That's why he was deserving of the second half. But he doesn't but, have the leadership – mentality and he doesn't have right now it seems like the locker room and that is a huge thing going forward you can have all the talent in the world guys right. but if you don't have the locker room what is how but here's how the thing can you, you can have the, the talent? Talent. You, you know how you get the locker room by playing good football you know how mike white but he hasn't he's been because awful Ted. here's the thing the last time the jets other than joe flacco had a 300 yard passer was mike white mike, yes. mike white they're off now the offense is different like i said you watch the Jets, they run a very conservative offense with Zach Wilson. It's almost like they – if you watch that New England game, the first one, or the, even the second one, don't, please don't make a mistake. Like, don't, don't don't throw the ball more than five yards. Like, it's so conservative. And then you got Mike White out there in the rain, and he's flicking it all over the field like Mahomes. Now, maybe that's just because Mike White's confidence is much higher. He feels more comfortable. But Listen, that should be a, then Jets, a knock Jets on Zach fans, Wilson because Jets it's you fans too. since 1969 have been begging for a quarterback. They went through the Sanchez, See, I the think... Hackenberg, the Darnold years. They've been looking for Geno Smith. He didn't find his own until 32 in Seattle. They're just looking for a guy to do – No, it's not even, I would say the bare minimum. Don't make mistakes. Like Nolan said, make the easy throws. We got a great Russian attack, and I'm speaking as a Jets guy, and then we have a great defense, right? So what, we can win football that games that way. Zach Wilson couldn't do the minimum. And then you look at Mike White. So, sorry, oh, sounds, like someone, yeah. sounds like someone's coming here. Sounds like you? No. Uh, no, that might – no, I don't know what that was. So, But, but I think – I'll, I'll say with this, Nolan, and I'll let you take over, was when we were talking right before the show, guys like Garrett Wilson and Elijah Murray like, oh, these guys are good again. <laughs> so, like, so, you know, like, and it wasn't like they were bad. So I just, I wonder what, and Trev, maybe it goes back to you too. I wonder what the lock, I wonder what the confidence level with the coaches, because like no one said, Zach Wilson's talented, bro. You could see it in, you, in uh, when he was playing in college. He was worthy of the number two pick. You could see the, the arm talent, the athleticism. He could make every throw you wanted. You just sometimes can't tell what's up here and how they're going to be able to handle pressure and how they can execute a game plan. Because some guys just can't execute. Right. I think he's got it almost as Wilson's got case of the Ips, but I actually look at it from a different perspective where I feel like Zach is almost too talented. And let me explain where when you have a guy with that much raw talent, they want to show it off. They want to be able to flick the ball down the field, make the, make the wow play where Mike white is different. Mike white, has a good arm but not great but he understands he's at his best when he functions within this offense like he understands his limitations and because he understands those limitations he plays within the scheme and he plays within the system 
for Zach, I think part of it too is there's a lot of pressure being that number two pick. You hear all the newspaper clippings like, okay, is he the guy? Is he the guy? I think Zach is looking for that home run. He's looking for that grand slam. But the problem is in the NFL, you just need to make the simple plays. Like don't make it as complicated as you possibly can because you saw it with the Jets this last week, even against a bad defense. Mike White, first read, not there. Okay, what's my second? Okay, there's my check down. I'll go to my check down. Zach, it was first read, first read, first read. Crap, my first read isn't open. What am I supposed to do now? So it's almost like basic understanding that he can't function right. with. That that that's what it comes down to. Like read your progressions. Like right. you say, you look at your first option, not there. Go down to your second option. If not, you look down for the check down. Like Zach Wilson, I just and that's my biggest thing too is that it's year two, and he's regressed, guys. Like he hasn't taken a step forward. Like right. Trevor Lawrence, I know he's had his up and downs, but this was a huge game against Baltimore. Had his biggest drive and the best drive, probably the best game he's ever had as a pro. And he looks like he's starting to maybe figure it out going forward. Justin Fields, I know he's dealing with the injury, but he's got the talent. You give him an offensive line, you got some nice pieces offensively. You got a lot of cap coming, and you got to have a top five pick possibly in the draft next year. That can be a whole different franchise outlook for the Chicago Bears. And then you look at Zach Wilson. Like, he's already got benched. It's like, oh, God, if you're new. Not even benched. He's, he was demoted to basically third string. Wasn't even in, yeah, he wasn't yeah. even in. He was it's, in street clothes. That, when you're looking at that, when you're two years ago, you were the number two pick. Right. And now you're in street clothes. As a Jet fan, you're like, oh, my God, here we go again. But I will. I would also go this far. I do think that the Jets have the right coach. I think they have the right GM in place. And I know people are saying, well, Joe Douglas selected Zach Wilson. Well, if we look at the rest of that draft class, I don't think that after Trevor Lawrence, it's really been home runs after him. So, Ted, I told you this. They should have taken Justin Fields. Yeah, but Fields has his own issues. Again, I think if you were to look at the upside of both of those players and the both upside within that system that they want to run the West coast. Zach had the higher upside. That's why they went with him. But my big thing with this too, and I know the jets will get killed for this potentially, but if they've come to the conclusion at the end of this year, that Zach isn't the guy move off and get out early. Like the biggest there's in the NFL, you can't make mistakes in the draft and it would be painful to miss on the number two pick. But the only thing that's more painful than that is trying to make it work when it's clearly not. Like, Ted. look, teams have pivoted off. Cardinals pivoted off Josh Rosen. We've seen teams pivot, and it usually so let me is ask for you. their benefit. Let me ask you two questions. Do the Jets move on from Zach Wilson? And who is the best option to you? Is it Mike White or is it Zach Wilson? Well, and I'll answer this in, a, in a kind of a question format, too, coming back at you. What I don't like – if I'm a Jets fan, is how Robert Sala handed the press conference there then going, how's the thing? He goes, Well, it's a week to week decision. No, that's not what you should have done. That doesn't that doesn't give confidence to the locker room. They were talking about it on the shows too today. Like you say, listen, Mike White's our guy. We're gonna ride him through and we're and 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 we'll make a decision when the decision needs. Because at the end of the day, is here's what we were talking about. Let's break it down. Next two weeks are probably losses for the Jets. They're probably losing to Minnesota and they're probably losing the Bills. But what if they win one or they lose both, but Mike White doesn't play well or plays well? So let's say he doesn't play well, right, in the two games, right? He comes back to reality. Then I think you have a bigger But, but here's the thing. And then you look at their three remaining games, all winnable games. What, do you now bring in Zach Wilson again? Or do you write out the Mike White experience? 
He gets you to the playoffs. They lose in, lose in the first round of the playoffs. Who's your starting quarterback next year? Now, I think if you let Mike White run the run the season out and he starts in the playoffs, I think what no one said, you got to get rid of Zach Wilson. Then There's no point in bringing it back because what are we going to do? Have a quarterback competition again? I mean, this ain't college. This is not college where we're going to see the – no, no. You're going to – it should be going into the offseason, you know exactly who the number one guy is. We're not splitting snaps. We're not playing that game. If I'm a what if it's I'm neither one of these guys? What if it's, what if it's a Jimmy like, G? What if it's a Brady? Tom Brady is your quarterback in 2023 or, or Jimmy G. I'm, I'm just throwing funny things out there. No, I know. But I think you got to write out the Mike White experience. You cannot – I think no one will agree with me. I think you you cannot be playing this wishy-washy game back and forth. Well, if Mike White doesn't play bad, we're going to bring in Zach Wilson. Then we're gonna, I mean, like, you can't do that, bro. You got to have some unity, right? So ride the Mike White experience out. See what he gives you. At the end of the season, you'll either know Mike White is the future. He'll be the starter going in next season. You're either going to be drafting a guy because he's not the guy or you're, or you're going to give Zach Wilson a new, new opportunity. But I just think I kind of agree with they kind of have to move on because – you just don't bench your number two quarterback. Like, you, I mean, your number two pick. Like, it just doesn't happen, bro, unless it's an injury. You just don't bench him. And the way everything has gone down, like, I mean, Darnold almost had it easier than him. and he, But he had no talent around him and no coach. So, And they rode with Darnold a lot longer, and he had a lot less. So I just think if you're the Jets, you're like, listen, this is a winnable team. This is a team that can win a Super Bowl. If we can get the right guy in next year with a healthy running back, you know, with Brees Hall coming back and the Reppins, and the defense, I mean, think about that. Defense is really young. They're going to be much more improved, even better next year under this system. All right. You get the quarterback right. You got the receivers, and you're going to have the running back. And hopefully, if Beckton comes back and you get Vera Tucker back, you're talking about a sidewalk. Now you're looking at the Jets like, this is a Super Bowl team. We just need to find the quarterback. So, that I mean, that's why I think you kind of have to move on. I, no, what, what I feel that from the outside looking, I think you got to move on if, if you're going to ride the Mike White. Is experience. the best option is the best option Mike White for the rest of the season? And I mean, uh, for the rest of the season, I do. On? I do think it's Mike White. It, it'll be fascinating. I think a lot will be telling. I feel that this Jet organization, again, as much as fans like we, they've invested a lot. The number two pick is a high investment when you look at what Zach Wilson is, and look. People might not like it and might not like to hear it, but I don't think that they want to give up on him that quickly. So now, do they bring in a veteran next year to compete with him? Maybe try to make it work. I think it's over with. It will be Wilson. telling. If it will be very telling about Zach in the coming weeks. Like if Mike White struggles and there is not even a thought to bring in Wilson, or if Wilson doesn't dress for the rest of the season. I think that that will be very telling because you cannot go into a season next year with a quarterback who was benched with a quarterback that was redshirted basically the last couple of games and tried to sell to the fan base and to this team that Zach's going to be the guy. And look, I don't think the guys hate Zach Wilson. I think that that is a narrative that I think is being misconstrued now. They I just love think they Mike like White. Mike White. Yeah, I, just I do think they like Mike, they Mike White. White. Win better. games and be ready to play, man, right. and, and be the fallen guy if shit doesn't go the right way. Uh, right. That's what it comes down to. You're the quarterback. When things go right, you get all the praise. When things go wrong, you have to take the blame. You have to be the fallen soldier. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You have to be the leader. You got young, Some guys get it, and some guys don't get it. All right? And I think like we were talking off the script, Kyler Murray just doesn't get it. All right? He just doesn't. Certain guys do, bro. We, you can always tell with certain guys. I mean, even Josh Allen, as great as he is. Remember that game? I 
I suck. Yeah, suck. Like, I, I was awful. Sucked. You know what I mean? I was yeah. I was awful. I have to be better. That's what you have to do as a starting quarterback, especially in New York. If you don't like it, go play for Jacksonville. Go play for someone else or go play in Canada where no one remembers you, okay? At the end of the day, you want to be the best. You have you got to handle it, bro, and especially in New York. You know what I mean? The e- it's a whole, it's a whole part. Talent can only go so far in the league. You got to have the heart, but you also got to take accountability. And quarterbacks, as Ted just said, when you win, you get all the praise. When you lose, you're the GOAT for the wrong reasons. Zach Wilson, and, and that's what gets interesting. And We'll see how the next two hey, weeks play out. Example, for- Jeff, if I may say the perfect example I can think of and just popped in my head, and maybe you don't agree, maybe you do agree, but it's Jimmy G, bro. If any quarterbacks have had scrutinized and everything from the years when he was in New England to San Francisco, gets him a Super Bowl, they takes the blame last year, they draft a quarterback, he gets benched, and now look at you know what I mean? Like, and the guys even afterwards still respected him. You know no, I, mean? I think so, I think the better example is Tua because the organization tried to move off of him uh, two or three times and basically fired. One, like, yeah, like look, and Tua handled the adversity. Like that's the big thing with Zach. And if he, he can't up handle this, he's not the guy. Yeah, exactly. and and the only thing that could get probably more a little the situation a little more stickier, I guess, is if Mike White does not perform well the next two weeks and they lose. What do you figure out now? Is it Zach or is it Mike or hell? Do we even go to or do we even go or do you even think about bringing out bringing back Joe Flacco? I mean, that's just that's just a debate that like the next two weeks for both the New York Giants and the New York Jets seasons. I know it's December. Well, this is it. This is the final month of the season. We got six weeks left. Now it's time to put up or shut up. Mm -hmm. You got two huge weeks moving forward. You're either going to win some games. You're going to lose. These are the games that are make or breaks for you. I know that we talked about it a week or two ago about it. But these two next weeks for both the New York Giants and the New York Jets are make or breaks. Their seasons are on the line. Playoffs are on the line. And we got to see how this Jet team bounces back with a nice win or continues. Can they continue their winning ways with Mike White against a Minnesota Viking team that is nine and two? The worst thing that can happen, like I said, though, is if it, they do play bad and he plays bad because then Minnesota's you got the, got the worst pass defense because, in the league. Because then, because then you get that situation of do we bring back Zach? And that's just not what you want to have around this time of year is December football and meaningful football for two franchises that haven't had meaningful football in the past 10 years. That's the worst thing that can happen for the New York Jets franchise. So if you're a Jet fan, you're hoping to God that Mike White, as we all expect him to be the starting quarterback, I don't know if they're playing this week by week or day by day crap, but if he is, the best thing that they could hope for is Mike White continues to perform like he's been performing. Speaking of two quarterbacks, when we think of these two quarterbacks, well, Let's be honest. The one is the greatest of all time, and the other one is probably top five, maybe just outside the top five. But the performance is where you have the decisions of saying, what the hell's going on with Father Time? Is Father Time caught up to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Now, Ted, you could say, is it because of the identity, the lack of identity from both of these franchises? Is it the offensive lines? Is it just... Or is it just them playing poorly, Ted? Which quarterback to you? When we think of these two quarterbacks, all-time greats, Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP, Tom Brady. I mean, he's got every statistical category. His name is Tom Brady at the top. They're Hall of Famers. But when you look at how these two have been performing this season, especially I think that Sunday, you're like, damn, this has not been the season for to remember if you're a Green Bay Packer fan or – a Tampa Bay Buck fan, or if if you're an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady fan. So when you see these two, which season has been more surprising to you? Is it Brady or is it Rodgers? 
So I want to say, here's, here's what I will say to this. And my answer first is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I'll answer the question first, but what I will say to this is Tom Brady has ruined it for everyone. And you're like, well, what do you mean? He's 45 years old. Doesn't even make right? sense. And there's an expectation now that like USA scored, scored by the way, one nothing. We got one nothing on the board. USA. Nice. That, here's the problem. Brady's 45. There's an expectation that we think now that all these quarterbacks can play to their 40s, bro. Like this is the problem. He ruined it for everyone else because he played <laughs> so great for the last five. We just do you remember like five, ten years ago? Like we were like, ah, once a guy hits 35, like he's kind of done. He should be getting ready to retire. 35 is a new 45. 39 years old, almost 40 years old. Like, I get it. They're still super talented. They are both still talented. All right, but the old days of thirty-year-old and Bra- I mean, I get it. Brady won a Super Bowl two, three years ago, but that team was stacked, and that team was. Here's something that why the Eagles are in first place. They're the healthiest. They had no injuries. None of the major key contributors were hurt. Offensive line was all healthy through all five, through all the sixteen games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Godwin Evans, excuse me. Um, Oh my God! Excuse me, he's guy. part of the team. Excuse oh, me. Oh yeah, that excuse me guy, that loser guy that runs off the field with his helmet. Antonio oh yeah, Brown. that bum Antonio I mean, Brown. They, they had like five running backs. Their defense was like number one. They had Patrick. They had all the things went right for, him. and that's what Brady needed. He needed other pieces around him. That's why he left New England because he. But for me, it's Rodgers. All right, because there was an expectation with this team, and I thought so, and I lived up to the hype. That listen, this defense, <laughs> this defense was going to be dominant. I thought. With all the pieces coming back, they had all the key contributors. They would have been one of the top defenses. And then I figured, hey, listen, I get it. Devontae Adams is a huge loss. But that's not the reason why they stink on offense, all right? that's not. I'm not blaming one guy, okay? But Rodgers, because I, he just – he's coming off of two MVP seasons. Mm-hmm. His drop-off this year has been incredible. Yeah. Now, we can, we can use all the excuses. He's got the thumb injury, all right? They got no running game. They have young receivers, blah blah blah. All these. Yeah, but if things. you're that damn good, you make everybody around you better. I don't care. I don't need to hear excuses. Listen, I get it. Like I get it with the, I would Devontae say, Adams. I would say Rogers, uh, Rogers play is because more himself. I would say Brady's struggles is because the he hasn't looked good. Guys though, have either, been hurt. Bro. They've had multiple running backs hurt. They've had multiple receivers hurt. They had three linemen leave. Who retired? Who got? Who left for bro, Brady? Bro, Brady. All he hurt. does is just check down to the running. Yeah, because he's got no protection. Get the ball out, dude. He's the king of the intermediate routes. Ever since he's come in, and and you know that you know that. You should know that best. But here's the thing: they don't have Gronk running the seam routes. They don't have the tight end. That's what Gronk used to own the middle, and then you had Evans on the deep side with Godwin running the crossing routes, Mm -hmm. and then you had the backside of the backfield. They don't have that no more. I think all the key pieces of Brady losing is that. But Rodgers' play has dropped off, and I think a lot of that has to do with age too, man. Like, we just live this time like, ah, Rodgers is fine, bro. Like, he's not 25. Like, he's not – I mean, even we got to start talking about Russell Wilson maybe. Like, Russell Wilson oh, is oh, – Wilson's been the worst. Russell, We already know Russell Wilson's been the but, worst. But, I mean, is, he's also – got to understand, he took a lot of beatings in Seattle. He ran around – like, he's getting in his 32. Like, that – couple five, ten years ago, we would have been like, ah, Russell Wilson's probably closer to the end than he is. Remember, Russell was talking to play in the 40. I don't think Russell plays until he's, like, he's 37. 
<laughs> Who do you think? Is it Brady or is it Rodgers to you? Well, it is fascinating because both of them had probably the most chaotic off seasons of any of these quarterbacks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had to defend that his girlfriend wasn't a witch. And then <laughs> Brady basically got tired of his family after two months and then a divorce. <laughs> uh, I would still say I would say it's Rodgers because, look, I think Brady coming back, I think we all kind of felt this was going to be an odd year, especially when the training camp injuries happened. Like we knew it wasn't going to be great in Tampa. We thought Bay. he retired. Right. We, we yeah. Like we retired. And to be honest, I think like it could have been better, but at the end of the day, the bucks are still going to win that division. The bucks are still going to have, a yeah, they're lucky game. because well, that division's so bad. It's like uh, the NFC East, yeah, but the, the NFC North isn't a juggernaut either. I mean, look, I, I know the Vikings have a sure. great record, but it's also because sure. the Packers couldn't take care of business. I mean, if you were to say coming into this season, like what would be more surprising? Like the Buccaneers limping into playoffs and don't forget the year they won the Super Bowl. They weren't a high seed. They limped in the playoffs that year too, but if I was to say, not only are the Packers not going to make the playoffs, but they are going to be to a point where they might start Jordan Love just to see what they freaking have. I, I mean, it's got to be Rodgers. It's, look, it's not a good look for Rodgers where I feel like internally, externally, this season has gone as bad as it possibly could go. Where he loses Devontae Adams, he's struggling, he's throwing, making turnovers, he's prickly with the coaches is prickly with the media he's prickly with his teammates well, he and look a, he is a prick so i mean that's the thing but the thing i i do think rogers in his head wants to get out of green bay but the problem is now what team is going to want i saw earlier in the chat someone said oh aaron Rodgers the jets and i said as a jet fan i want aaron Rodgers nowhere near the team i understand the talent i understand what about, how what about brady is. what about brady well brady i would <sighs> I'd rather Can you imagine Brady. if Brady went to the Jets? Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> both, of them, both of them are mulling retirement. Like, here's the thing. Like, there's not to say that this conversation six months from now, both of them are retired. Right. And but the thing with Rodgers, though, I had enough and Rodgers. I mean, he, he, he was talking about last week. He's like, right. Rodgers, like, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'd be more surprised if Rodgers. I think Rodgers retires before Brady, to be honest, because I think Brady. That's fascinating. I think Brady, crazy. Brady, to me, you can tell how much he loves the game and he doesn't want to let go. Rodgers, loves it so much. Rodgers, he said goodbye to his family. Yeah. Rodgers. <laughs> I, Rodgers is just. He just looks at it. And he, I think Rodgers is looking. I mean, he's with the Jeopardy thing. I think he's already looking forward to his next career. And he's basically been hinting at this for like three years. And it's amazing because history is repeating itself a la kind of Brett Favre, where it's going to be this kind of do we let him go? Do we have the right replacement behind him? Like, well, the Packers screwed themselves when they decided to say, hey, let's give him three years and $150 million. Yeah, but they also said they were all so three one-year contracts, so it wasn't that huge of a deal. No, Look, they would have, yeah, but if they didn't do it, they would have gotten buried saying, "Oh, well, you're 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 moving off of like the best quarterback you've had. You're you were the ones that failed Aaron Rodgers all these years. Like they would have gotten obliterated for that." So look. I feel they were in a no-win situation. This is what happens with franchise quarterbacks, and will be fascinating as they get older in their careers. Is as a team, you understand the value of the quarterback. And will you be willing to take a risk on these older quarterbacks where it could be like Denver, where they hit their wall a lot quicker than you expected? Or could they be kooky like Rodgers or over the map in some regards like Brady? So, look, I, I, I'm i more surprised with 
the Packers because even with the losses, I still felt that this was a team to make at the, the bare minimum. Bare minimum. I mean, we were. You if you came, both of the, yeah, but you thought both of these franchises were. I mean, yes, Tampa looks like they're probably still maybe going to get into dude, the playoffs. I thought the Packers the, would have been one of the one or two seed in the NFC. Right. I mean, I we both. These are two of the Super Bowl favorites. We, most fans, most people in the right. sports world expected that well, these two would the be alongside the alongside North. the Rams too. Like right. alongside the, the Rams, when you looked at the NFC North, and like no one said, you looked at them as no different than the trash you take out the at the end of the week for the garbage man. You're like, all right, well the Packers will do what they do. They'll split with Minnesota, crush the Bears, crush the Lions. There you go. There's your five wins in the division. They'll you know, and then they'll find ways to win like they always did. They'll have 11, 12 wins. They'll make the playoffs as a one or two seed, and then get knocked out again early. But to be where no one's talking about, they're going to have a top ten pick. I mean, it's. It's think, a whole different ball game, and, and I think realistically, I know Rodgers are going to play this week. There, he said it. He was going to deal with it. They lose again. It might, you got to let the Jordan Love show go, and let's just see what you got. Either you find out what you got for the future with him, or you find out what the what the NFL see what they got in him, so you can at least flip him for some draft capital. Because right now, what would you give up for Jordan Love? Nothing. Six round pick. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the situation you're falling in, and I think San Francisco is in the same similar predicament. A little bit different because they don't have a two-time MVP quarterback sitting there. But like, what do they do if you know Jimmy G takes them to another Super Bowl or or he wins a Super Bowl? Like, you're not moving off of Jimmy G. Like, I'm sorry, but it's not happening. You're sorry, Trey, Trey Lance thing is going to be another waste. So yeah, you got and this kind of stems back to what I, and we started the show with the Jets. You got to figure out who your quarterback is. You cannot be playing this wishy-washy game. Who's your quarterback? What's your future? This guy. I'm figure it say, out, and then everyone else out of the building and find a good, reliable backup, and that's it. I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say Brady. I'm surprised with more of Brady. Like I, I expected that the the Packers would struggle a little bit offensively. Their their whole offensive game plan, I guess, would have changed. We all expected it when Devontae Adams ended up going to the Raiders. But seeing my big thing is seeing Brady and Mike Evans just look so off. Like this is what was one of the top two duos or top five duos in the NFL of quarterback, receiver, tight end, whatever you want to call it. But those that two, those two guys, the I don't know, the miscommunication, the lack of communication that they've had, it hasn't looked good. Like he does Brady looks awful. He does not look good. I get it. Rodgers has looked awful too. But seeing Brady literally become like the check down king this season is as surprising as it gets. And to see him and Mike Evans not have the connection that these two have had since he's come down to Tampa is fascinating because that duo was like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It was up to that par. It was up to that level. And to see them just being so off on Sunday and the games that they've lost this year, lost to the Carolina Panthers. They're not a good franchise. Lost to the, the, the Cleveland Browns. They're, franchise. they're just having bad season. The, Cleve- the Cleveland Browns. Like, you don't lose to the Cleveland Browns. I get it. They're going to get Deshaun Watson back, and maybe everything will be different, but you don't lose to the Cleveland Browns. Like, it's just the games that they've lost this year. They've looked awful. They lost off- to Green Bay. They looked, and all those losses, they looked awful offensively. So both of these franchises, both of these teams, both of these quarterbacks have looked awful this year. They have not looked their part. They have not looked themselves. And these teams, maybe it's the identity as these teams because the Buccaneers, when we talk about the Bucs, I don't know what their identity is. The, and the Packers, you would say the running game, but 
I just don't understand him and Matt LaFleur, the, the disconnection, Bruce Arians not being there. It's just been See, a I, I, wild give, I give Brady a bit of a pass, though, because, again, Bulls is first as back as the head coach. I think you're seeing Bulls struggle as a head coach. Like, I think they personally, if anything, some are made to be head made. coaches, no, right? So, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers has the same head coach, and Aaron Rodgers got the, this head coach because he got the other one fired, and Mike McCarthy and McCarthy's doing pretty okay in Dallas. So, but they still I have mean, left, they still have Leftwich as the guy, and he was calling plays. I know Arians had a huge impact on that team. But they still have Leftwich, and I get it. Bowles is the guy; he's the head coach. But Leftwich, yeah, is but the Rogers play has the same head coach. That's why I think it's Rogers. Like, because I think Matt Lafleur has got to get rid of the offensive play calling duties. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Give it, give it to your offensive coordinator. Be the head coach and take care of the team. Don't worry about the offense. Worry about your team as a collective unit. That's what it comes down to. I don't know what's going to happen in the NFC South. It doesn't look like the Packers are going to make it, guys. I think we're all in agreement that the Packers are done. Over. The Packers Girl. are done. And do we see the Buccaneers winning the NFC South? Would we get a yay or nay on this? Bucks winning the South. I think the Bucks win the South. I think the I think they find a way to win. Not barely. I think nine. I think <laughs> I just don't trust anyone else. Nine, 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 I mean, you anyone got their schedule up in front? I mean, huge Monday night game next week in Tampa. Saints Tampa is the Monday night game. So that's so a huge five game. And six. So the they Saints got the just Saints. lost again. So they got What's the, the NFC? Hold on. What is the NFC South standings right now? I got it right That's... in front of me. I got both. So here's what the Buccaneers face the next four or five weeks. Saints should win, but there's no such thing. At the 49ers, home against the Bengals, at the Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. So at the end of the day, Ew. win your divisional games. Yeah, win the divisional games. That's going to be tough. They got three divisional games left. You want to know the standings? I have it up right in front of me, too. Give me the standings quick. I think Falcons are second. So yes. what do you want? For the division or you want the conference? Give me the division. I want the NFC South division quick. Oh, I'm sorry. I had the conference up because I wanted to see where they were ranked, jerk. Get it together. I'm always together. Tampa Bay's oh, one at right. five and six. Atlanta's five and seven. Carolina's four and eight. Saints are four and eight. So everyone's still in it, brother. Like that's everyone's- how bad it is right now. We're in the final month of the season, and there's a friend and there's a it's literally watching the NFC we East two years ago. The NFC East two years ago. We I saw know it's literally like we might get ago. we might get six or seven wins and get you into the playoffs again. And I mean, and to see I'm, that the Saints, the how bad game. they've been, to see how bad the Saints have been, to see how bad the Buccaneers have been. Hey, Those two teams. They'll get the home the game. They'll play Dallas, and they'll knock and they'll out lose. Dallas. They'll knock out Dallas, and we'll walk. Yeah, it. yeah, right. I, I mean, obviously, I would love that too. But let's be realistic. Anybody Brady, who wins ben the Brady NFC goes South. to Minnesota, beats Kirk Cousins, playing in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Where's San Fran? San Fran loses. They're going to beat the Eagles. I thought Jalen Hurts was going. And Brady now. versus is the San Francisco 49ers, who we'll be playing for next year. <laughs> Wait, we well, we will see because it's only a month away and a huge when we come back later in the sh- later in the week, huge, huge week of NFL football. My God, there's five massive games, implications, AFC conference, NFC East, NFC conference. You got the Eagles, Titans, you got the Jets and Vikings, you got the Giants and Commanders, the Chiefs and Bengals, and you got the Dolphins against the 49ers. Boy, oh boy, if you're a fan of those teams. It's crunch time because all those teams are in playoff. Yes, the New York Giants and the New York Jets are in playoff time, and it's third, and it is December first in just over two days. What the hell's going on in 2022? It doesn't even make sense. Something's brewing, like Brian Windhorst says. Something is brewing in New York. 
Just saying. Keep an eye on it. The Mike White experience. Let's see what happens with that. And let's see if the New York Giants get uh, maybe, you know, other than JV players back. We will see. But, yes, we are Keys of the City. We will be back later in the week to discuss a football Friday. Check us out at social media on Keys of the City. And if you don't get to check us out, we are streaming on Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Google. We are Keys of the City. We'll see you next episode. We are out. to the city podcast.